Last time on Almost Heroes, with the Dawn Forge cleansed, Melvin gave us access to the Master Craftsman Armory that bridged the two forges together. We took this opportunity to outfit both ourselves and our new mode of transportation in preparation for what will likely be the final leg of our journey. Rangrim coated his armor and Glint's uh, scimitar in what we named Silverguard, or the melted-down remains of two dragon skulls. Glenn and Melvin constructed a brand new cart that I think will fly both day and night, and it looks fantastic. While I reminisced in one of the most sacred dwarven rooms I think I've ever been to. Of which I found a new few trinkets, both for myself and my friends, and it was an overall uh, very hard-working session for Rangrim, who spent most of it butt-naked in his apron. But uh, that is where we left off. Thank you very much, Bobby. That brings us to episode 118, Uprising. So we last left our Almost Heroes. The three of you had spent the day exploring and utilizing the Dawn Forge to better equip yourselves. Uh, and after one of the longest days of all of your entire lives, and that's saying a lot for uh, the two with, with how long-lived all of your races are, you have finally gotten uh, a full, uh, if not rest, uh, restless, night's sleep. Uh, and the Dawn has once again come to this fabled forge. So... I want to start with um, just kind of like reconnecting with um, with each of you as, you know, kind of like, you know, sun, like as, as kind of like dawn has, as is, you know, you've gotten your full night's sleep, dawn is approaching. And um, yeah, so I just kind of want to reconnect and see like, you know, how does your morning unfold? And Glenn, I want to start with you. Um, so yeah, Glenn's had, well, we've all had a very long day. Glenn feels uh, very exhausted. He feels mildly responsible for getting Bryn killed because he spent a lot of time trying to convince him to come with. Um, so I think Glenn, as he starts a lot of his mornings, um, spends some time warming up with Chandrell. Um, full blindfold. There's like a, a somewhat restored faith between the two of them, or at least a strong enough common enemy that they can kind of move past the challenges that they've run into. Um, but I feel like after... The two of them have reconnected. It, it, there wouldn't be a lot to say. I feel like uh, anybody's a basketball fan. Every time LeBron goes into the playoffs, he, he, he stop. He gets off Twitter. He goes into what's called zero dark thirty. And I think that's kind of where Glenn's head's at right now. Is he's just like eyes on the prize. He needs to figure out how to get access to gold break. I think that's sort of what he's ruminating on. As Chandrell is probably just beating the crap out of him. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, and I think that um, I think that Chandrell is really, really focused. Like now that you guys have like such a specific goal, I honestly don't think that there's a lot of talking. I think that you are like thinking these things through. As um, I think that she is just working you like hard, wanting to make sure that your skills are as honed as as, as possible, as elvenly possible, um, as you are as you are going into uh, as you're going into this fight. And uh, once training has wrapped um glenn would 
spend some time because we're still in the dawn forge dusk forge. yes still in the dusk forge um not the dawn forge sorry yes sorry dawn forge I apologize um, for naming them so incredibly similar. Same well, length. I also forget same... which one's dusk and dawn. Like, it's, like, it's nighttime, so the next one. Um, yeah. Glenn is also going to take some time to pull some of the inspiration from like the Dwarven architecture and um, iconography of the Dawn Forge and continue to like outfit some of the the decorations within the cart. Some Make some more pillows, make some more tapestry, but trying to make it feel as dwarven homie as possible for his two dwarven friends um i love it i'm picturing yeah. a squat squishmallow that is like that looks like morden's face like uh morden squishmallow a uh <laughs> a, um oh my god what is it a melvin squishmallow that's oh, like yeah, just weirdly course. taller and bigger but gets really really little <laughs> um and yeah i think that would be it for the most part he is just like He's trying to fill himself with physical work so his brain can, like, ruminate on yep. what's ahead. Gotcha. Yeah. I think that makes um, think that makes a ton of sense. Uh, how about you, Rangrim? How, uh, what's, what does your morning look like? Uh, so, I think Rangrim's morning looks similar, slightly similar to what it normally is. He's doing his Blessing of the Forge on his armor, now kind of praying to his, like, new-ish gods is uh new patrons but um similar to glenn this is kind of more like serious it's not just another day i think he kind of went on after his whole nonsense with the elder brain just like fuck it i'm gonna follow cosmo till we basically die and now everything got kind of real so there's a more of a reverence to what he's doing at this point and with the uh gauntlets that he recently got from Cosmo that Cosmo had found. He's, I'm, I'm attuning to those. And there's like a moment where this works th thematically and um, canonically. Like Rangrim's going to take the appraiser's eye out of his head. Oh. As that was an item I had to attune to. And he's going to don the eye patch again. Rad. I love it. So there's like a there's a moment there where it's like there's a there's a reason for this and it's remembrance of like old wounds and the trials kind of we have ahead. And this is Rangram's inner monologue. He probably never say anything that like deaf to anybody, but that's where his head's at as he's doing his blessing and donning his armor. And that morning after waking up probably like dead ass exhausted he probably got a great night of sleep in that bowl of soup that that they made the night prior <laughs> just cold congealed soup stuck in your beard and I was everything saying he else. his head and it's just like soup jello <laughs> <laughs> he spends most of the morning cleaning that up and then uh and then spends a the rest of a it. good portion uh, the the rest of it um you know making you you all hear just like a, a like a unsettling like squelch noise as he pops that like sucking noise as he pops that uh that eyeball out of his face uh but, quick uh, question for rangrim is his internal monologue voice the same as his like actual voice or is it like morgan freeman or patrick stewart when he thinks to yep. himself 
Yeah, what does that sound like exactly? Oh, it's absolutely this. Patrick Stewart. Yeah, it's just like insanely more wise and calm sounding. Mm-hmm. Like Perfect. very, like very astute, like Picard level Patrick Stewart. Yeah, love it. Very philosophy. That's how Rangrim sound, it sounds in his head. And then it comes out like Rangrim. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> hey, my, make it so Cosmo or something. I love it. It's perfect. It's perfect. Absolutely. Um, awesome. Uh, now, uh, now to you, Cosmo. So, um, Cosmo, you when you woke up in the morning, um, like I, I think even like I, you you noticed that there was a difference. It's as like it's as if you attuned to an item that like you didn't like the same item you've had, but like for whatever reason, it feels different. Like the hammer, the, your connection with the hammer and the powers that are like kind of uh, like coming through you. Um, those th- feels like you've like essentially like unlocked another level of like mm. whatever latent abilities are within you. And so like, I think that um, that's the thing you notice and go. What does Cosmos morning look like? Um, I think Cosmo's morning, I think is, I think maybe there's this level of alertness to the change that maybe happened and he doesn't know. And it's more of like a, uh, it's more of a calm sense of look, searching for understanding and searching for, uh, what is this new thing that I feel? And what, what does it mean? And where do I go from here? And how do I... I think he feels a lot of pressure to find a way to continue to save Sakal without continuously dying. It's <laughs> fair. That's, maybe that's officially fair. Uh, die for real one time. He's gotten lucky twice, so how many lives does he have? That's fair. Well, everyone knows that dwarves have um, exactly three lives, so uh, you're you have one left. <laughs> that 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 uh, that dance card is uh, pretty full at this point. I feel it. Feeling that. So I think it's it's kind of quiet. He puts his armor on and lit, you know, a little differently. It's new. Backwards. Um, back. Yeah. <laughs> Not sure what's forward from backwards. You know. Just, just kidding. Sorry. Keep going. You're good. And, uh, yeah, I don't think that there's anything significant that he necessarily does or whatever. Yeah. Okay, well, so while you all are, um, you know, kind of, it's a quiet morning. Like, I think that all around it, um, aside from Rangrim's uh, constant inner monologue uh, of Patrick Stewart, um, it, it, I, the, the, the spoken the, the, you know, kind of the spoken words in this in this place are uh, are limited, um, and I think that really, as you guys are busying yourself around this morning and uh, getting ready, um, I think that you uh, you smell that you know this the, like the smell. I think probably what woke you all up is the you know the smell of like um, like a hearty breakfast that's been cooked in um, in the kitchen uh, area. It seems like it's more like it's probably like shelf stable ish foods. Like it's not like there's fresh meat or anything like that. It seems like it's you know more like a, like honestly like. I guess a breakfast style like porridge situation going on. Um, and, uh, but you can hear that, uh, that Melvin is actually not in the kitchen. Uh, you can hear him like just 
the sounds of like scraping and cleaning, um, and it sounds like Melvin is uh, busying himself tidying up the main, like the main forge area, um, and uh, kind of like trying to reconcile with the um, like the kind of accelerated uh, corruption and aging of the furniture in that space, and is kind of trying to like, you know, clean it up. Uh, this place that's been uh, pretty neglected for a very, very long time. Uh, Glenn would be spending a good portion of his morning reading the book that uh, Cosmo had given him and that he had more or less started reading last night. Um, so I think throughout the day in between like menial tasks here and there, he would just be nose down in that, um, trying to understand what it's talking about. Um, if I remember correctly, it was like insanely out of Cosmo's depth. No offense, Cosmo, but uh, wasn't quite sure kind of where that sat within Glenn's um, perspective, but he would be trying to understand some of the, the nuances, what this book was meant to teach, because if it was owned by any of the master craftsmen, it's got to have something worth sharing. Uh, absolutely, yeah. So um, after, you know, having a, a night to kind of like spend, uh, you know, in the hot spring, spending it, reading this book, and then uh, like throughout the day, kind of like returning to it, um, you have been able to decipher uh, that this this book is uh, called uh, The Tome of Planar Wandering. And the the person who wrote this book or who was, who, you know, the person who wrote this book was incredibly interested in the ability to traverse planes magically, in a magical sense. Um, and this is not only catalog like cataloging their travels, but also like it's kind of a the reason it's so big is because it's a combination of a journal talking about what you know their travels themselves, but also like how they kind of were able to achieve that. And so kind of picking through the areas and pulling out the kind of like the the arcane nature of how they were able to do things and also figure out which ones failed and didn't work and which ones were safer and more stable when it comes to like how to how to um how to kind of travel these planes. But not only that, it also is, it has a lot to do with like being able to recognize and sense these kind of, uh, these like planar portals essentially. Um, and uh, so there's there's essentially just like, it is a massive tome cataloging uh, a person's journey from understanding very little about this to uh, like an incredible depth of knowledge about uh, planar traversal. Very cool. Um, yeah, I think with that in mind, Glenn is going to be trying to reference as much of it back to how the Baron has been phasing in and out of existence around us. I mean, I, I think the Baron might be the closest example of any type of planar shift that's been around us. Um, yeah, for sure. So I think he'd be trying to like tie some of those uh, theories to like the practical applications that he's seen the Baron just casually be on a cart <laughs> just showing up through a dimension door here and there so uh, absolutely yeah roll me a uh roll me a Ar uh, arcana check with advantage Ooh. respectfully i'm gonna put the cosmo dice down uh nice uh 19 plus 4 23 okay uh yeah so i mean i think that after reading this book i, I think that there's lots of ways to be able to 
trans like transport throughout uh you know different parts you know to teleport you know to how, you know how to travel uh you know through the through the planes um and i think that what you recognize is that um whatever kind of magic that the the uh that the baron is using is most likely just an incredibly uh, high level version of like a dimension door. It's something that is a, it's a teleportation spell and it's obviously very much more powerful than anything you have access to, but it is, um, it is not like, you don't believe that it has the same kind of like ability to like punch through dimensions that, mm. uh, honestly, the thing that you recognize immediately is that the most, the place you've seen most of this magic is anytime you visited Jargot. Um, and whenever you are going through yeah. those portals, uh, that doorway is in itself a, a planar, like a, a planar portal. And I think that you might have picked that up from context clues already. But I think that it's like as soon as you're reading through this book, you're like, I fucking knew it. I knew that that's what that was. <laughs> and I think it's just a seal for you that you know that when you're going to see Jargot, like you are not on the prime material plane anymore. You are somewhere else. Cool. Yeah, I think that's awesome. Um, yeah, and he's just gonna keep keep chugging away at that one um is as glenn like sits down to eat or melvin's off cleaning something else um mm -hmm. but uh, do the boys join the mess hall or is rangrima naked and hammering again <laughs> no uh, rangrima i think would be clothed at this point and he'd be staring from his uh bed probably making his way back up towards you guys that's that's got to be the name of Rangrim's memoir, by the way. Naked and hammering. Yeah. <laughs> oh, awesome. absolutely. That's awesome. Uh, morning, Rangrim. How? Uh, or I guess good evening. Kind of slept through a big chunk of the day. How How are you doing today? Imagine you're exhausted. Oh uh, yeah, it was, I I slept like a fucking dream though. Oh, did, did you dream of soup? What is there still fucking shit? There's still shit in my beard, isn't there? I thought you might be able to smell it, but you know, there's a hot spring down down the way. If you want to do a quick dip, it might get some of like the the fat to break off the uh, the hair follicles because looks like it's really in there. No, I'm fine. I'll save it for later. Smart, super sanitary. Uh, do we want to uh, maybe bless this cart through the Dusk Forge as well? I mean, we've we've ironed out these uh, these wheels. We need to head north eventually, but I mean, if the door's right there, can't we just I like, mean, we, shuttle this thing? We through? might as we might as well double down on the on all we're doing here. If we got the blessings, we got we basically got a morning battery. Like asleep in the next room, you know what I'm saying? We 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 probably should just do that. Once uh, Speaking once of, Cos well, where is Cosmo? I'm I'm over here. I'm just having holy uh, shit. Why are you sitting in the corner? That scared the fuck out of me. <laughs> having a quiet morning to myself. Uh, what are you studying his cantrips? Ruminating on. Uh, just. I mean, this place is, I think, older than than I am, and uh, more uh, powerful or renowned dwarves. It's, you know, it's just like standing with your ancestors. I don't know. It's just the closest I've felt to home in a long time. But um, 
What what are we what do you want to know? What are we asking Cosmo about? Well, we were just kind of wondering, I mean, where you were at first. I mean, if we're getting here for breakfast, we just, I was just kind of waiting for you and oh, uh, right. I'm going to cast Hero's Feast. Oh, damn. All right. Uh, just going to do that. What Big is meal. The, yeah, what does the Hero's Feast consist of? I, I think that this is something you can flavor yourself. Yeah, so you bring forth a great feast, including magnificent food and drink. It takes an hour to consume. Um, it can feed up to like a gang of people. Um, but everybody's cured of all diseases, is immune to poison, being frightened, and makes all wisdom saving throws with advantage. And their maximum hit points are increased by 2d10 for the next 24 hours. 2d10. That's a good-ass meal, basically. So that's, that's for anybody. I know what, is it, what does it consist of? Tell me, give me, give me some, give me some. Uh, what, 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 what are some of the like the? This key, is like uh, a, this is like the full. Here. This is like this is a full breakfast spread. When this is like okay. a hero's feast, this is like stacks of pancakes. I mean, there's bacon, sausages, there's like bowls and bowls and bowls of scrambled eggs. There's beans on toast. Like any cultural breakfast that exists. Is now just spread across this table. As, as long like as like Studio Ghibli up in here. As long mm-hmm. as they're well seasoned. Yes, beans it's one hundred. That that's all I care about. Oh, these beans are well seasoned, my friend. So, uh, Glenn does not hesitate and be, just starts diving in. Uh, probably making a, a mess of himself, but he's a little out of uh, his usual reserved uh, cadence. So he's just chowing down like the boys. Uh, everybody's maximum hit points increases by 11. Ooh. Oh, it's the max HP. Yes, it's not temporary hit points. It's max HP. Assuming Shakar hits us on the way somewhere, we're ready. I'm sorry, you said 11? 11. 11, yes. 11. Tight, 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 tight. Um, yeah, so, uh, Cosmo, we're thinking after, well, first of all, Rangram, thank you. This meal's amazing. Uh, notice the the switch to the eye patch. What, what's that about? Did you get in a fight with your eye or something? Got another one out? Well, uh, Cosmo was nice enough to give me, give me these, uh, these gauntlets here, and he's going to hold up the gauntlets of... The divine, as they're the so divine. aptly called, gauntlets of the divine, and there's, uh, a, big, you know, there's well, a big ellipses there between. And uh, you know, uh, we've been going through some shit, and uh, I don't know. This thing kind of reminds me right. that uh, we got a little bit of a purpose here. I mean, I was fighting for you guys for a minute, but. I did cut my eye out for a reason at one point. Was there a game my own and I put the other eye in my head, but I don't think I need it right now. That's that's fair. I'm excited to see what those gloves are gonna do if it's so exciting it makes you take your eye out. But we uh definitely have some honor to be restored. I mean, we've done a lot of good things in the last few months, but 
I can't feel like anything about yesterday was a win. I mean, I'm, I'm glad that we've opened up the Dawn Forge again and that, you know, there's a, a ride of pilgrimage for, I guess, maybe not your people, Rangram, but Cosmos. But I can't, can't help but feel like we uh, got backstabs as Bryn chest was just ripped asunder. I feel like uh, that Emperor was worried about us trying to kill him before. It's probably probably set in stone now. Oh, he's, he's fucking on site with him now. Well, yeah. I, don't, I don't think we can do it alone, though. Someone you have in mind? I mean, I, I, I think we could, but you, it's, you guys are kind of smarter with me on this. Like, I think we can just rush in and smash him in his fucking dragon head, but it's probably smarter that we don't, right? Isn't that right? And he's like looking at Glenn and Cosmo like, I'm doing the right thing here, not being an impulsive dick. I think uh, Cosmo's points less the Emperor specifically and more the city, army, and dragon surrounding him. But you get the opportunity. You can 1v1 that Emperor. I'm going to put money on you every day, Rangrim. But yeah, Cosmo, what do you, yeah, yeah. What do you have in mind? Who do you, who do you feel like rallying? Well, I mean, I still feel like we should uh, tell Eustace and Callahan. They might have, uh, they might not be so fond of their emperor anymore. But um, uh, I hate saying it. I hate saying it every single time. But I feel like the Baron is going to have something to to aid. Even now, the what was supposed to be one of the most majestic beasts on this plane of existence has been corrupted, so I don't even know what's left. So everything's up even, for I mean, from my understanding, he was he, he's, he's a bit of the one doing the corrupting, right? So I've yeah, that's probably that's, that's... I mean, it's probably in a baron's interest, right? I mean, Glenn, you know these these crime folk little bit better, but that's probably Leaks. bad for business. He expressed concern when we originally talked about aligning, aligning ourselves with him that there was some type of dark-seated energy at Goldbreak for longer than he could remember. Uh, yeah, and that yeah. kind of coincides with what we found out about Goldbreak. I, mean, I just it, didn't think it would be Goldbreak. If, uh, yeah, you nailed that one on the head. I just did not see that one coming. I had all my eggs in a different basket. Great. So, you know, I think um, I, f- I think we find out what he has to say about this. Clearly, he's in cahoots with uh, the Revivifist, so that kind of just ties them all there. He may even be back up in, uh, what was that place called? Goshi? Yeah. He may be up there. We may just get up there and he's there. But True. We could also just maybe summon him because we need to we need to spend at least this evening getting this cart set up and ready for the Dust Forge. Maybe we can have another uh powwow at the Dusk Forge with anyone we feel like maybe calling in. I mean Eustace and uh Callahan were able to teleport in some capacity. That's Baron, true. 
just shows up on our cart whenever he feels like it. Maybe we can see if those two parties want to meet. Maybe we don't tell each other or don't tell them that we invited the other one too. Then like the Baron will get there and then Callahan will get there. And we'll just get to see those two figure out who's going to kill each other first. Uh, I have to have run into I'll, each other at least once or twice. I'll send everyone a message and and say it's for them only and just make everybody show up and we see what happens. Uh, I, 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 I am here for the excitement of it, but maybe we just make it a little bit <laughs> smaller of a invite only, if you were. The Baron's a big name. We've, you guys have common run-ins with him. He still gives me somewhat the heebie-jeebies. And I'm supposed to be the avatar of Moradin, let alone how the cleric of the Seven is going to feel about this creature. So I've, you know, plus they're already going to be processing the death of their friend. Right? That's, that's a lot. That's a lot. Well, we can't, there's no way we can go back to gold break. If that's where Callahan no. made his way, we need to find out where, where Callahan is. Cause he was, no. he was South before, but there's no guarantees. That's where he stayed. But if they come to the Dawn forge, they walk through the armory and they're at the dust forge. Oh, I meant they meet us at the Dust Forge when we get there. Well, that's what I'm saying. The fastest way through it is through the Dawn Forge to the other side. Because they can walk through the armory. Am I wrong? Yeah, because the armory is now open. So we can just, I go, hey, I, 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 we can make a meet at the closest point and they all just meet up. I don't know. Well, we just I made think- a bridge between two points here. We just I think you brought up a good point. Go to the closest Cos- one. I think Cosmo, you brought up a good point too, because we don't probably want to inv- invite a uh, cleric of the seven to a holy form or a holy foundation of the old gods. That seems like a, a great way to start sending some arbiters Melvin's way. So maybe we just br- invite the Baron to the Dusk Forge and then meet up with Eustace and Callahan after the fact. Depends on what they want to do. I feel they deserve to know, nonetheless. So. Absolutely. um, If the Baron wants to meet and plan, I I think we need a plan, and we need to know who we can count on to uh, get involved. But we don't know much about Gold Break and its protection and how we even feel the best way into it, into the... What do they call it? Deep cells? Yeah, I was going to ask. Maybe we should get some information about what those deep cells are from Callahan or maybe our uh, large owl friend will have some some context around that that we can investigate. But the so, closer we're going to get to gold break, the more radars are going to go off, I'm sure. Agreed. I'm not saying we have to leave here. I say we don't want to really... In my interest, I don't think we want to get too damn close to Gold Break just yet. We want them to be as relaxed as possible. We don't want them on guard at all. So, you guys prep the cart for the Dust Forge. Maybe we just start with the Baron. All right. And then we'll see where we get from there. And Eustace and Callahan uh, should probably be next on our list. Yeah, and also on the note with the Baron, he, he's he got his network 
if anyone could spread information quickly, it'd, it'd be him. Agreed. We do need to be reaching out to, to other folks. Uh, okay, well, I'm like halfway done with these last two pillows, and then I think uh, it's ready for shipment over to the Dust Forge if anybody wants to uh, start saddling up the girls. And think, didn't Rangram, you make, a, make them some new harnesses? What did, what did you make the girls besides the shoes? I'm already on it. He's already on it, putting the, um, oh God, what's the word? The thing, <laughs> bridles. The, the bridles. Yes, 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 yes. The things that attach them to the cart, as well as their uh, reshoeing them and stuff. I'm, I'm already on it. Like I was on the other end of the room, like doing that. Okay. So did you you changed all the harnesses all the way around the 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 donkeys then? Wait, I thought you did the yoke. I thought you did the thing that they. It's not the harness. I thought it was the thing that the harness. It is connected. the thing that attaches them to the cart. Yes, yes, that's right. yes, yes, yes. Yep, yes. that's what the thing was. that got melted last time, basically. Yeah, the thing yeah. that separated us from the cart. Yeah. So that was reinforced in bless on one side, and I did reshoe them to make sure that I was blessing their horseshoes at at both sides as we go back to the dusk forge, right? To and I would bless re bless their uh, feet at that point. Awesome. I don't know if I have to reshoe them or if we're just like holding like each like hoof over. Uh... <laughs> hold a hold a hoof up. <laughs> ding, ding. <laughs> no, I mean they they were originally blessed at the Dusk Forge, so when you redid them at the Dawn Forge, that would have completed their like the essentially the blessing on them. So now, um, I mean, hasn't been tested yet, but theoretically, you could fly night and day. So. uh... I, I guess I'll go let Melvin know we're going to head over. And if you guys want to start funneling through the tunnel, I'll I'll follow right behind you. You got it. Uh, and I, I start making my way with the uh, girls in the cart over through the armory to the Dusk Forge. Awesome. Yeah, there's... There's, a, I mean, it's a, it's a bit of a tight, it's a bit of a tight fit, but honestly, like everything in here is made like at such a massive scale as dwarves just do that it's, it still is plenty of room to, uh, to get them through. Um, and yeah, you, you walk through and, and come out on the other side and it's, it is, it's like magic. You walk right through that thing and it's like immediately colder. Like it's, it's just, it's just, I mean, the, the forge is lit, but like, you can tell there's like a, a temperature shift as you go through this. Uh, this kind of like it doesn't seem like it's an actual doorway but like there is some sort of magical effect that you feel like a slight difference of the temperature uh, as you pass through this uh this doorway uh into the dusk forge that is um on the western side of sakal the far western reaches in the um oh my goodness uh forget what that mountain range is but there is a mountain range and it does clear have shaw peaks clear sh nope that's the one really north um two uh, Bobby, if you do, you have the map. Summer handy? Pass. No. Oh, you said two. It's uh, the Spina Peaks. Spina. Spina. Spina Peaks. Spina. It's the far. Yeah, you guys have just essentially teleported halfway across the map. Let's go. West. Um. But yeah. So, uh, Rangram, you let the donkeys through. Cosmo, uh, Lynn, uh, what are you doing? Uh, Cosmo, you want to let Melvin know we're heading over, or do you want to? Seems like he's busy at work down there. Yeah, mm -hmm. I'll um I can wander down and go find him. All right. You might want to stay here and clean. I, I don't know if you had too much interest in going back to the dust forge right away, but 
See you on the other side, my friend. Sounds good. Glenn's going to be like reading the book as he walks through this thing because he's like, is this what this book's talking about? <laughs> Um, yeah, I think, again, I think you recognize that this is more of a, um, uh, it's a, I mean, it's teleportation and it's very, it's very strong, but this is more, um, what's being used here is just like on the prime material plane, transporting on the same plane. You're not passing through planes. Um, but it's a good question because you don't know what plane of existence the vault actually exists in. Right. Yeah. Um, but it seems to be like it is in the prime material plane somewhere. England's just going to start once he gets through the other side, just start disbanding the wheels, like taking the wheels off of the cart and getting the girls all set up. And he's just going to start like funneling material towards Rangrim to start uh, blessing once. So they're already blessed. The, 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 oh, it's literally like just, that. well, we had to read so the, 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 the banding on the wheels in the horseshoes were already blessed there. Yes. Mm. On the dawn. The dust oh, we forge. maintained the all the metal forge. from the dust forge. I thought all that shit got destroyed when the cart went. No, he was able to find. He was able to find the banding, and because it was dark steel, it didn't get destroyed. Um, oh, great! So yeah, so you were able. He was able to essentially. I think there was a really good role involved with him finding all of the wheel, like the the piece the, the pieces that went around the wheels, and then the horseshoes obviously have just been on the on the donkeys this entire time. Gotcha. Um, so yeah, I mean, at, at this point, basically, you wouldn't have to reforge any of that stuff. If, if any of the additional components that you added to the cart, you wanted to uh, imbue them uh, with the the dust. It would mostly be the like the cart itself, like the new, the new new, the new new, the new yoke as well, for sure. So you guys are starting to take that apart and uh, start to like just channel funnel the things to Rangram so that he can start to uh, finish the uh, finish the hammering and uh, complete their uh, essentially their enchantments. Yeah, and since Glenn helped build and design it, it's probably relatively easy for him to disband it without Melvin's strength. But I think Glenn would have taken the time to make sure everything was held together by like linchpins, <laughs> like quick, quick release spokes and all that kind of stuff. Like it's it's like just a modern day like Schwinn. some cotter pins here and there, <laughs> There's some gum exactly. from time to time, just around different places. Yeah. Um, Absolutely. Um, Cosmo, yeah, you can hear, uh, you can hear Melvin uh, just kind of down one of the hallways, like just, uh, you, you hear him just kind of like grumbling to himself about how, uh, how, like, no, actually, no, I think Melvin's a little bit more, I think he's been, has such, had such a long life, like grumbling is not really his thing. I think if anything, you hear him like, uh, kind of like uh, singing under his breath, like a, like a, a like a, a dwarven hymn that you would recognize. Like he's just, he seems like he's in good spirits as he's just kind of sweeping up uh, these old, like kind of dormitory rooms, cleaning these things up where you can see like the beds of like anything that was made of wood in this space, like whatever magic that corrupted it, like aged everything so incredibly quickly that like the wood is just like decomposing. So he's just like cleaning that stuff up and trying mm -hmm. to like, you know, it would probably the the plan of like rebuilding these tables either out of wood or some other material um these beds and everything else but um you can see him like kind of sweeping up the uh the remnants of this uh this this corruption um as you uh as you find him oh hey there melvin um seems that uh glenn and rangram were going to be uh making way across to the dust forge to do some more forging as uh well dusk begins to set uh did you want to you're welcome to continue here unless you wanted to join us oh no i appreciate it uh you coming to find me and let me know i 
I didn't expect you all to stay here forever, although I did appreciate the company. Uh, yeah, no, I, um, everything is in order at the Dusk Forge. It should be fully stocked with supplies. I will be happy to check in on you to make sure everything is uh, going well. But are you planning on staying there long or are, um, or are you going to be making your way somewhere else? Uh, well, I mean, I, I think we'll come back across to the Dawn Forge before leaving. Um, however, I'll, I'll, I ensure that, uh, if not in person, Rangrim will, uh, reach out to let you know that we're leaving. If you wanted to come and give well wishes, it's, uh, we're kind of setting up for, I don't know, uh, last hurrah. So it'll be hopefully not the last time you see us. Uh, he, uh, I think, um, Melvin kind of, uh, just, you know, gives like a, like a, you know, a very kind of fatherly smile and, uh, kind of sets the, the broom, this, this much too small broom, uh, down against the wall and, uh, comes over and he puts a very heavy, uh, heavy kind of brass, uh, you know, kind of brass is gold hand on your shoulder. And Cosmo, I have seen you all go through so many trials and tribulations and I eventually saw you relight the Dawnforge, something I never expected to happen. I don't know exactly what you're going up against, but I can say with some certainty that this will not be the last time we see each other. I sure hope so, Melvin. I sure hope so. Um... He uh he uh he just kind of leaves that that uh, hand on your shoulder for a minute and gives it a, like a good squeeze and then um and just kind of uh, takes it off your you know takes his hand off and uh you know, like picks the broom back up and goes if there's anything you need from me you know where to find me uh, I'll be one of two that. places <laughs> I greatly appreciate that very much there uh, Melvin and uh, I certainly will let you know thank you. He just uh, gives you a nod and uh, kind of um, like puts his hand back and kind of rests it on the uh, one of the, the posts of the bed and it just absolutely dissolves underneath his uh, slight pressure. And then he just kind of, you hear him like, just go like a, oh, there's plenty of work to be done here. And he just kind of starts sweeping up this uh, now even more uh, dissolved wooden bed. <laughs> uh, Cosmo just sees himself out and kind of makes his way back across to the dust forge, I guess. Okay. Um, awesome. Yeah. So as you, um, as you make your way through, uh, do you keep the door open or do you close it behind you um, to the vault? Uh, it's, I mean, I so. suppose I'd leave it as I found it. So I think I'd leave it open. Okay. Yeah. So you, um, yeah. So the three of you find yourselves in, um, like I said, in the dust forge, it's a similar layout. Um, it is, uh, it's a little bit colder. Um, but as, aside from that, like, I mean, it's, it's immaculately clean. Uh, this is Melvin's, all of his attentions have been going into, uh, it's even cleaner than what last time you guys saw it. It's like pristine, uh, as, um, you know, you are kind of looking around the space and, um, like, you know, it's laid out in a very similar way to the, uh, to the Dawn Forge. Um, there are in the main chamber where you're at right now, where you just walked out to, there is a massive forge in the center of it that, you know, you know, is directly aligned beneath the anvil that is up on the surface above. 
and you know, all around the room, there are different kinds of workbenches that all are kind of dedicated to different kinds of, you know, you know, crafts, you know, craft styles, like, you know, or, or like, um, you know, different kinds of like ways to create items essentially uh, and different, you know, so, um, but yeah, I mean, they're dormitories, there's everything. It's, it's essentially just a mirrored version of the, the Dawnforge. Uh, once Cosmo's over and I feel like we're at a, a decent stopping point for the forging, um, Rangram, I think you're the only person I can send the Baron a message at this point, you're like reaching out. Is there anything we want to do here before we, we invite him? Cause I imagine if he is able to make it over here, it'll be pretty dang quick. Now we might need well, a, I mean, a little time to wait. My work is pretty much, uh, done. Looking at John, like, correct. Yeah, we're good. Yeah, let's say that it's been like, um, let, let's give it like a, a good hour or so that you're uh, that you're able to like, you know, kind of pull all that stuff together. Um, I think that based on the fact that you guys woke up kind of late and then, you know, getting just, it's just been kind of, you guys have been kind of roll, slow rolling today. Let's actually say it's been a couple hours. I think it's like, you know, it's like early evening at this point, like maybe like, well, I guess not early evening. Um, let's basically say it's like, Nine ten o'clock at night, something like that. Um, well, but, yeah, I mean, seeing as we're, I'm, I'm just finishing up here. Uh, I, I could definitely send a message to him, but I mean, you're better with words on uh, than I am. I mean, what, what should I say to him? I know you don't want me just like going, like blowing off like a loose cannon, just saying whatever I want to him, right? Well, I feel like we have uh, some some sensitive information i i just don't want to say the wrong thing and screw it up yeah it's a good call uh cosmos is there anything about the dusk forge that you want to keep secret from the baron uh maybe we just close the doors on this side so we can't like see that the dawn forge is on the other side i guess I've, curiosity I mean... might kill the cat on that one I feel like Melvin is probably something that uh, he could probably hold his own when it comes to it. But uh, good point. Oh gosh, I don't know. Um, I I'll posit this: um, you guys are currently inside the Dusk Forge. Um, you know that there is also a surface area platform up on top mm -hmm. that is up on top of the mountain. So it, it, if it's something that you didn't want to potentially showcase the inside of it, you could go outside and shut the door as well. I think that's probably what we'd end up doing. We Once the, the forging is done, we kind of, similar to when we first reached the Dusk Forge, we'd set up a, we'd open up the cart, set up camp, like around the, the anvil pedestal up, up top. Um, and then once the fire started and we're all warm and cozy, Glenn would look to Rangram say, uh, I think I think the Baron's going to want to know more or less everything that's happened. And like you said, a sensitive information, um, trying to think of what we can incentivize him to come here expeditiously, but not necessarily alert all of our uh, revivist friends that he's, he's headed this way. Uh, okay, I got it. 
when you call the Baron, tell him that we have a new DOS Dogs franchising opportunity that is an untapped market and will end with him sleeping among a dragon's horde. See if that's enough for him to figure out what we're going off of. If he can't figure that one out, he's not smart enough that we probably don't really want his help anyways. All right, you got it. And I'm going to cast Sending to the Baron. It was like, uh, so we got a, a DOS Dogs opportunity for you, uh, my friend, untapped market. And before you know it, you will be sleeping with a dragon. Um, you send that message to the so Baron. Much better. You, uh, you hear there was a, there's a slight delay, and then you hear a, uh, a response from uh, you, you know, everyone's favorite uh, Doss, also AKA the Baron. Um, you hear, um, I think you have a wrong number or something. Uh, no habla. What? Because <laughs> I don't uh, think you well, said who it was. I didn't. I didn't. <laughs> Uh, oh, it's, it's me, Ring Grim. Oh, you know, Glenn, Cosmo, you know. We, we oh. got some repute. We're, oh, we're almost heroes. Like, kind of. Um, oh, we just go, well, I mean, uh, yeah, come through. And he's, like, looking at Glenn, like, shrugging, like, oh, I don't know what to say now. He always seems gotta, to find us, so that works for me. You got to tell him, you got to ask him if he knows where we're at. I kind of um, think he already knows that. Well, just ask him. Hey, do you know where we are? Uh, you hear, I'll just let you uh, count that as one of your, that the same, the same, so you've only sent two sendings at this point, I think, is, a, is, is good. Um, Thank you. <laughs> he, uh, he, he responds, um, uh, oh, okay, yep, uh, now I, now I'm recognizing your voice, Ranger. I didn't have your number saved in my, uh, my sending. Um, Okay, uh, yeah, no, that uh, sounds good. I got some, um, you know what? Hey, I can do it. And then uh, you uh, you hear the little descending just kind of cuts off. And then uh, you hear a kind of like whooshing air noise uh, kind of around uh, around the side of you. Um, as you see, you know, very close to like almost exactly on the cart where um, the Baron appeared last time, which is kind of like, near where the seats are um you see that they a portal basically a doorway kind of opens up um and you see uh the baron kind of step out of it and um you see them kind of walk out into the air a little bit and then realize that they're kind of over they're they're not on the ground and you see them kind of just like standing in the air for a bit and they go well that's embarrassing okay and he kind of just like lowers himself down onto the uh onto the ground uh, and uh, kind of comes walking over. And as he's doing so, like, um, I think the Baron is like always pretty like plainly dressed, like doesn't look like anything special. He looks like a very like commoner uh, in, in his garb. Um, and I, but I think he's like looking around uh, at the ground is like, there is a glowing, uh, like a gr glowing violet, like massive anvil in front of him. And then like just glowing, like dwarven runes that are just like extending out across the ground as it's nighttime right now at the Dusk Forge. Um, and he's just like, well, this is, uh, you no, know, you guys have taken me to some, uh, 
you know, some not so nice places. We've met some uh, some crazy places, and uh, this is pretty nice. I uh, I appreciate a you know a good old summoning to a uh, to a uh, you know a, a fancy establishment. What the what the hell are we? Well, welcome to the Death Forge. Uh, okay, okay. Of- I uh, I've heard of it in my uh, you know my travels. My uh, you know I, I but uh, I'd never never been here. So uh, it's this a, is uh, pretty cool. It's a dwarven, nice. it's a dwarven relic. So I would ask kindly that you don't destroy it in your future endeavors. You want me to like take my shoes off or uh, no? Uh, it's like got some slippies for me. Uh, what's what's going on? What's the what's the, what's the what's the situation over here vis-a-vis slippies? No, you're good. Shoes on is just fine. Just um, just have some some respect for it, I guess. Yeah, it might be one of those places. It's better that you just immediately forget about it once you leave. Uh, but um, he does a mocking bow to the uh, to the animal and goes, "Ah, yes, yes, I, uh, I, I, I pledge, I, I, I humbly abode myself to the." <clears throat> Is that good? As, Does that do it? It's sarcasm, but it'll be fine. <laughs> uh, can Glenn check where he came through on the cart since he's now used the same point twice to see if there's any type of like marking or rune that he's had someone tag the cart with? Uh, you certainly can. Um, roll me. Uh, so I want two things. I want an investigation check and I want an arcana check from you. Investigation is 21. Arcana is dang, that's pretty good. Seventeen. Okay. Um. Yes. Uh. You you go over to the cart and um. You can see that uh. It's it's on one of the original pieces of wood that is still remaining for the cart. Um. It's one of the pieces that that was still there. Uh, you can see that there's a small like barely etched in rune, but as you are looking at that rune you are like, this rune is not, like, this is a, like, anchor point, but this isn't actually anything that would, like, allow him to know, like, where you are. And as you are investigating, you follow a, uh, like, kind of, like, and you you can kind of trace that, like, understanding how, like, arcane runes are. Like, you can trace that. It's a similar to, like, uh, think of like when you're when you're tracing back like a, a wire, but this wire is visible. Um, and you, uh, as you like, kind of walk your hand across the cart um, over to actually where the donkeys are, um, and you uh, you're like kind of inspecting their uh, their like leather bridles that they've been wearing for a very long time now. Uh, you find a small brass disc that is kind of like stuck up underneath uh, one of the inside of one of their fastenings. Um, and it the the rune on it matches, uh, and you tell can tell immediately that this is allowed. Basically, allows the Baron to trace trace your location. Um, Glenn is going to sneakily pocket the disc. Okay. And hold on to that for the time being. Okay. I was curious if you guys were ever going to find that. That's that's hilariously uh, alarming. <laughs> but, <laughs> I mean, but that's fine. He's been he, he's had ample opportunities to put that on y'all's card. I believe it. The years. I believe it. Oh, I'm yeah. sure he has. Yeah, we don't do shit to protect the donkeys once they're out of sight. Nope. Uh, so Baron, <sighs> we brought you over, and Glenn's like kind of petting one of the donkeys just so 
it's not suspicious that he's just all of a sudden by the donkeys. Uh, we kind of have a, a business proposition for you. Um, I didn't really think sleeping with the dragon would be the thing that gets you over here, but you know, to each his own. Uh, I, I thought that's what you wanted me to say to him. No, I said lay on a dragon's horde with a D horde. Not a, oh, not a, oh, hold I, okay, never I, mind. Oh, I didn't hear the, I didn't hear, hear the D. I thought I uh, misunderstood. Yeah. It's it's lost in translation. It's the accent. It's a little thick. I get it. Well, hey, I got an open mind over here, so it's a uh, whatever whatever floats your boat. I don't know Cosmo, what. Did you want to uh, tell him more or less what we're thinking, or do you want to catch him up as to? As was, far as you want to catch him up, <laughs> I was to say I I wasn't uh, prepared to make a proposition, as it were. But um, I mean, it, I got it, the proposition side. You uh, you give the detail per- side. Perfect, right? Well, remember how you sent us on this goose chase to try and find Goldbreak because you thought you know you know you knew he was alive, but you didn't know where. And well, I didn't. Uh... I didn't know he was alive. I uh, I knew where his lair was. Um, you know, uh, as one of your uh, your three wishes or whatever, two wishes. I think I still owe Rangrim something, if I'm not mistaken. Um, Maybe, but I'll uh, get back to you on that. <laughs> I uh, I'm I'm kind of uh, hoping it has to do with that uh, whole dragon whore thing going on. But uh, yeah, I uh, yeah, that's uh, that's really interesting. Um, if I'm not mistaken, we are on the opposite side of Sakal right now from where you all were headed off to. So I assume that there's a quite an interesting tale that involved there. Yeah. Well, to condense it down, um, we found the lair. Uh, he's not there. There was some things were not, uh, Right. What we've learned is that um, gold breaks at the uh, the center of all of the evil. The deep evil, that dark evil, that really big evil that you talk about in gold break. Yeah, that's, that's probably is gold break. He's... Okay. Um, and... Just for, uh, for clarity's sake, let's just say the city. Yep. And then the dragon, just for so we're not saying the same name over and over again. Right, yeah. So Goldbreak the city is where Goldbreak the dragon lives. Somewhere. And um he has some very large not good plans involving the heart of AO. Well that's uh that sounds very bad. I'm not gonna lie. That's uh, that sounds like a big, uh, big, uh, big whoopsie do. Not a good uh, time for anyone. Uh, now, if I'm not mistaken, Goldbreak is a um, an ancient gold dragon. Like gold dragons, historically, uh, you know, kindly work well with people. Not really kind of the massive evil monster kind of uh, situation going on there. Um, are you, uh, what, you have, uh, you know, you have evidence to the contrary? Uh, yeah, yeah, I, I guess I do. Um, seems that, uh, gold breaks, I don't, we don't know how or why, but, um, 
he's definitely at the center of it. And um, I don't. What were the other two, the two dragons' names? The bronze one bronze and Silverstream. Yeah, yeah, those two. Um, yeah, we the, found the ancestral ancestral dragons of uh, the ancient families here in Sakal. Yeah, those those ones. Yep. Well, he corrupted those two into a monstrosity, and we killed it. him. And then Rangrim's gonna drop a brick of silver guard at his feet. <laughs> I made that out we, of him. We killed him. Oh damn! That's uh, you got a you got a price on that. No, just, we'll we'll figure it out later. We'll figure it out later. We'll do some do some wheeling to deal. That's like bribing that. for what I'm about to tell you next. <laughs> that one's free. So uh, the first taste always is. So. We believe Goldbreak has some the the spirit of Blackworm is serving Goldbreak. The beast that we've been fighting is somehow potentially merged with Blackworm and um, now protects Goldbreak, the dragon. Okay, that's uh, it's a lot of information. It's a lot of information in for me. I uh, whew. That's uh, that's quite a doozy. I'm not gonna lie. So we, I don't know. I mean, we're outfitting ourselves and our second cart after uh, Black Worm. We'll just call it to you. It was Chakar. It was the name we had it. Yeah, uh, could you uh, mention that before, if I'm not mistaken? Yeah, that's that was the name we knew it by, but it seems likely that it is also Blackworm. They changed the name likely to disguise it. Or uh, it was, yeah, you know this uh, new amalgamation or whatever is uh, yeah, maybe goes by a different name. Uh, who knows? Uh, he destroyed our cart and killed Bryn and took his soul gem. You uh, you see, um, you don't see like a lot of emotion with uh, with the, the Baron very much, but you see a flash um, of uh, of emotion there, like uh, just kind of like a shock that you know that that happened, um, and then quickly, I think uh, he's able to you know write his uh, you know his emotional state. And just well, uh, I'm sorry, to, uh, I'm really sorry to hear that. He um, yeah, was it Luther before? Luther is uh, yeah. you know Bryn, whatever the whatever name wants to go by. Always a great, uh, no, great, great guy. Uh, oh, you know, always, you know, always saw him around town. Uh, liked his uh, kind of um, grumpy demeanor. It was a, uh, was good, good person. Good, uh, even even for Warforge was uh, real, very human, very human that one. So yeah. I'm, uh, I'm sorry to hear that they're uh, that they're gone. They took his soul gem because they believe it hosts a piece of Loth's soul in it. And that, they believe, will guide them to the heart of Ao. And that, uh, that soul gem, that, uh, that piece of Loth, or whatever the case is, that's the one that you turned over to the uh, friends of the Revivus, right? That, so, we hope it was... don't have that? We hope not. I don't... We're still kind of waiting on that. That's why we left. They needed days with it so i'd love to say i think it's all in what we gave to them but 
I don't actually know that for sure that's what they wanted. It seemed that what they wanted, but they still took the soul gem regardless. Um, or do I'll we say, have it? You guys, you guys have it. Um, oh, we do have it. it back, yeah, when you got it back, though, every it was empty. That's right. So you don't right. know whether right what was inside of it has been transferred, whether it was destroyed. Right. You don't. You really don't know what's going yeah. on. All you know is that, um, as far as you can tell, Brain is no longer in it. Yeah. So, as much as I'd love to say that I feel like we have at least one thing going for us, I I feel like I would be amiss if I didn't at least hold some amount of uh, hesitation and caution there to say that there's probably a card that they have that we don't know about yet. I would uh, I would probably wager to uh, to guess that you're right. You're correct there. So, hmm. I mean, if what you say is true, and this is, uh, you know, we we got this this big, angry, ancient gold dragon to uh, to contend with. That's um, there's gonna be a level of thought process there that uh, probably isn't gonna make too much sense to anyone who hasn't lived as long as them. Uh, the things that you start to the start to become more important to you when you. Uh, when you become, you know, that old, they don't make sense to, you know, many people that are more mortal than that. Yeah, well, the next piece is uh, we believe that he's held up in the deep cells. The deep cells, huh? Um, okay, well, uh, uh, let me see... Um, God, I'm oscillating between like I I just went into uh you're good you're into, good. into Zephyr for a second because uh because of my transitions um okay so uh, I mean not for nothing but uh the the deep cells uh they're like the like the holy cells the down down below the uh yeah the, uh, the temple um I so you think they're being held captive uh what's uh what's your what's the thought process there well um. I don't remember who it was right now. My brain's a bit fuzzy on where all the details and who got what images, but um, I think it was uh, Rangrim. He got a flash of green, similar green to that of the Deep Cells um, in Gold Break. Wait, was it? Wait, uh, you're talking about um, like the green, the Green Lanterns? Is that what you? That's what he saw. Right, right, Rangrim. I, I I think so. It was kind of just like a like like not like a vision, but like a memory at the same time kind of thing. So it, it's foggy. Well, um, so you would have you would have remembered that. Um, so when you re when you referenced the green to uh to Bryn was when you he told you about that below gold break there those those green lanterns are very common. That's right. That's right. Okay. So we kind of likened it, the green colored lanterns of the deep cells to the memory that we had. And that's 
what Bryn told us is that that right that those lights were common to the deep cells or something. I feel like they were common in the lower levels of Goldbrake. So the like not levels. specifically deep. Uh, so basically, as a kid, him and Rainier would play in the lower levels, like down below Goldbrake. That's right. And yeah. and so that so he remembers the the green lanterns because they're very unique. Um, and so when you rec reference them, that's how he was able to call that back. But um, so let's just say you communicate this to uh, to the Baron. Um, now uh, that's um, that's something that sounds uh, honestly pretty familiar. Down below that, uh, you know, that city, they use all kinds of green lanterns to light it up. Uh, I don't think it's specifically down the deep cells, but if there's something looking down below Goldbreak, that's I wouldn't I wouldn't put it past it to say that it would be lit with those green those green torches because uh, pretty much everything is from what I hear. So I mean. So, I guess the reason why we brought you here is you seem to know a lot about Goldbreak. You know a lot of people. And, well, I mean, the three of us are either edging towards an all-out war on Goldbreak, down into those lower levels to find the dragon and unmake it, or we try to find the heart before they do and uh, use it against him. We know we still all of our uh, all of our ideas as to where this thing is is run pretty much dry. The only thing that we have a clue on where it is is the dragon. And an all-out war doesn't sound like a lot of fun, but we're out of options. There is still the possibility that Goldbreak is under whatever this corruption is, if not stemming the corruption himself. So, uh, I mean, um, among your were-rat cohort within the sewers below Goldbreak or uh, any of your personal fact-finding missions that you sent people on, there a section of that castle that you sent people to that have never never made it back imagine a were rat knocking on the wrong door open it up and finding a dragon on the other side they're not likely to come back well uh i think i i think i told you uh you all when we uh when you originally went in to get that um uh, he kind of like pulls um like reaches deep into a pocket you see him like almost like completely like lean over to one side his whole arm goes basically into a pocket he pulls out that um uh the essentially the the titans book the the handwritten one the mm -hmm. uh, the original uh the original copy um when he, he kind of like waves and goes when you uh when you all went in there to get this um i think i told you that i've sent uh a few full ways into uh into that castle and uh went to that into that palace and uh not a lot of them have made it back uh so yeah there's um there's been some, uh, let's just say, some criminal spelunking that I've uh, sent some crews on that haven't really, uh, you know, been too successful. But I will say that um, there was one in particular that they were kind of looking for stuff beneath, down beneath the city. And this wasn't one I even sent them on, but I just kind of heard it through the grapevine that they had gone in through the sewers and had found uh, a passageway that just kind of went down. And uh, 
you know, in those lower levels, they, uh, I saw some stuff and things that, uh, they really want the same afterwards. Um, just, uh, some, I don't, I don't know. I couldn't get them to talk about it, but, uh, it's, I don't know. I don't know if, uh, going down there is, I don't know. The idea of confronting a, uh, ancient gold dragon in its lair in particular sounds like a death wish. Uh, to be honest, I, I would consider myself to be pretty powerful. And he's kind of like, he's like kind of snaps his fingers and you see like a like couple different colors uh, fly off of it. And uh, that's all well and good. But uh, even myself, I wouldn't, you know, tackle one on my own. So, I mean, maybe uh, it sounds to me like you all have kind of laid out your options and they all sound well thought out with what you have at your disposal. But maybe there's a way to, uh, you know, you say you got this, you know, we all know the Revivifissa chomping at the bit to, you know, take this thing and uh, escalate this conflict to the next level. Maybe there's a way to get gold, to get gold break out in the open. Maybe there's a way to uh, lure them out into a more vulnerable position. I don't know. Just but- from a strategic standpoint, I, that might be able to, uh, I just, you know, not walk you directly into the dragon's maw, so to say. Uh, I I mean, if you've got a reason or what might draw this ancient dragon out of hiding that nobody's seen in thousands of years, other than the Heart of Ale, I'm all ears, friend. But other than that, finding it is feels key. I think... Uh... That's that's it. I, I think the the option to get gold break out is we got to find wherever the heart of Ao finally rested and make it really really obvious that we have it. No more cloak and dagger. No more hiding from the empire. Don't necessarily need to go knocking on their door, but probably find a nice desolate area and wreak some havoc that way. It. I can bring the fog toss. I like that. Uh, I'm fine by that. I, you know me. I'll, I'll fight to the death. Have will. Few times. Few times. Now. Maybe we need to make our way oh, back yeah, to you. the Revivus and see if we can't find the heart of Ao. But we already have a a war zone that exists, right? There's already the. Uh, you've already spent some time blessing. The soldiers that fell there, no reason to, you know, wreck another town. Maybe we show up and Cosmo, you sent one of your, or not Cosmo, sorry, Rangrim, you sent one of your wonderful messages to the the Emperor. You've seen him, you can send him a message, right? Wait, hold on. What does the Emperor have to do with this? I mean, how could you be the Emperor in the tower, or, you know, in the palace and not know what's below your palace? I just, I, um, I mean, that's, uh, I mean, I think it would be, I guess, if you're looking at it from, uh, you know, from a story standpoint, I can see how you would get there. But, uh, I mean, do you, from, from my experience, uh, the emperor is just a, you know, kind of a bumbling, bumbling old man. I, um, I don't know. That's, uh, that's interesting. That's interesting. I mean, you know, 
Follow your gut. We have uh, some inclinations that, uh, although the emperor might be a bumbling fool, usually those make the best puppets. And you've taken the time to usurp an entire bloodline and infest a, a nation. The most valuable figurehead's going to be at the top. So it might not be the emperor we actually want to be rid of, but whoever's pulling the strings for the emperor will, I'm sure, hear that message. Now, you, now you're thinking there. That's uh, sounds like uh, sounds like a plan. I mean, at the at the, at the very least, that's going to start stirring up some stuff when the uh, all of a sudden, um, you know, a duogar starts, you know, talking into the emperor's head. Uh, a mage of your age, too, I imagine you've come across countless powerful wizards of your of your kind or similar ilk. Uh, I mean, you may look one age, but I mean, between you and me, we we both know that's not the case. Does uh, a mage or a wizard kind of like a gaunt dragon? Uh, a thinner, gray, scaly, I imagine high wizard, ring any bells to you? A high wizard? Um, I mean, there's like... nation or the next? There's like the... I mean, there's the main... uh, I can't remember his name. As John feverishly looks through his notes to figure, to find (laughs) out who the high wizard is there, because they do have a name as everyone does um is it a name we've heard google yes no you've not heard it okay um we we don't know the high mage of gold break oh yeah definitely not no you don't um again i do very much notice the one that was training rainier who did not want to be friends with yes so um Yes. Okay. So, um, you know, from your, uh, from what you heard from, uh, from Bryn, uh, that, uh, Tauros, uh, Blackworm was the, was the, essentially the high mage of, uh, of essentially the Blackworm family, um, at, you know, at the time when Bryn was, was young. Um, and that was an elf, uh, who had like, like very striking, like, like kind of like yellowish eyes, uh, like amber, amber eyes. Um, and, uh, that was like, those are the only like things I can remember about this, uh, about this figure. Um, but, uh, but yeah, so I think that, um, um, I think that, uh, that Doss or the Baron, uh, responds goes, yeah, I, um, if I'm uh, not mistaken, uh, I think it's Aureus. Aureus is the, uh, you know, the high mage now, um, uh, that, that, I think they um they preceded their father some time ago. Um maybe a hundred hundred or so years. I don't know. Y'all all the um all the long-lived races, all the um, you know, the elves, the, all that stuff. They got the you never know exactly how old you are. I assume you, Glenn, you're like um what, four hundred, something like that? Yeah, give or take. Yeah. Well, this um, would not be uh someone that could really hold court without some heavy illusion magic. Uh, this would not be someone that you would let or expect to see roam in the halls of 
of a palace. This is someone who's uh, tends to work more in the shadows and likely has either altered their their image daily or has has been around longer than well probably these two points to like the dwarves but i saw them in person once when i was younger they were uh tying similar strings to the zephyrian military and it seems uh, like they've sunk into the sakalian military as well when you say that about the Zephyrian military, uh, you you see uh, Das perk up for just a second there, or the Baron perk up for just a second there, um, and uh, goes, "Oh, uh, you know, I had heard um, I had some things that were shifting over there in Sophia, but um, it's interesting uh, that this is tied to that. That's uh, huh? Who knew?" So it sounds like we uh, probably are a few days out from being able to stir up any dragons out of their horde, which, you know, if you help us, very, very willing to split it with you 70-30. Uh, but we need to know when uh, things start to pop off, you're, you're a man who makes his money in a time of peace. Or light war. I don't think reigning destruction of the nearest largest city is really going to do much for your economy the way that uh, this time of peace has. Can we count on your support? Can we count on you showing up, if not in person, in resources? Or are you going to play a back burner to this one? Ooh, this is fun. Roll me a persuasion with advantage because you have Osmo a dice this. This let's figure. go dice let's go dice Osmo dice did not fail me let's go dice let's go dice go let's go dice. uh still just an 18 now finally got a plus one okay um i think he gives you uh i think he gives you like a like just a very straight look he's just he's looking at you and he's trying to read you um and he's also at the same time trying to think through you know, whether or not this is worth it and how much he wants to promise. Um, no, you're right that, um, you know, the, uh, the, uh, the this and the, uh, the empire killing each other off is, um, not going to be in the, uh, the best interest of my, uh, yieldy pocketbook. Um, so you got one thing right there. I will say though that there's a lot of uh there's a lot of coin to be made too and uh, a lot of strides to be made with a regime change. So there is potential on either side, but I will say that um I've become a bit attached to uh you know to this particular this particular world we got going on here and uh, I don't really uh, think I'll enjoy seeing, um, you know, many of its inhabitants uh, suffer endlessly or and or die under uh, at the hands of either the Rufivist or the Empire. So I, uh, I don't know. Maybe I'm getting old. I don't know. Getting old and soft. Who knows? But uh, yeah, I think that um, 
when it comes to which side I'll be on in this uh, this coming conflict that I'd rather there be um, I'd rather maintain the status quo, limit the amount of bloodshed we can, and uh, just uh, try to get this thing, try to nip this thing in the bud. Try to. I've told you for some time now that uh, there's been something nasty that's been hanging out in Goldbrick. And I think that whatever's there's dug in deep and, you know, a dragon reclaiming the, uh, it, its namesake as its horde, you know, years later is, uh, not too outlandish of a thing. How much they are pulling the strings and how much, how into woven they are into this, uh, I think we're going to have to find out. And I think that only time is going to be able to tell exactly what we, uh, what we're fully up against. But when it comes to what you need to do, when it comes to finding this, this relic, when it comes to, I mean, facing off against this, uh, this big bad or whatever. I mean, you have my support with, and you like, as soon as he says that, he like, it's like within limitation, of course, within limitation, there are limitations on what I will, you know, I, I, I still got to look out for number one. That's, that's number, that's, that's my numero uno, you know, understand that. But, um, you know, I, uh, I don't want to go, there's uh, still life in this body yet. And I, uh, you know, don't intend on, you know, moving to a new one anytime soon. So let's just, let's just, uh, there are some caveats with it, but yeah, you, uh, you have my support. Right. It's good to know. We, uh, will likely not want to call you straight into the, the, the front. We know the way you operate is better in the shadows and, me being a fan of shadows, I'd like to keep you there. But if you can brainstorm some ways to uh, cripple an ancient dragon or find a way to cripple something that could have pull on an ancient dragon, we're all ears. But I think we have some wrapping up we need to do here and start heading back to the Revive Fists. We've got a couple more days before those soul stones have been fully reviewed. And, uh, We'll be making our way back down here soon. If not for the, the heart of AO first, then can't find a good way to get gold breakout. Then once you hear the sirens at the Empire, start throwing fireballs. <laughs> uh, don't you worry. Uh, well, fireballs aren't really my thing. That's like a, a lower level wizard kind of thing. But anyway, it's I, I get you what you're saying. Um, and don't worry. I'll, uh, <laughs> I got eyes and ears everywhere. I'll uh, I'll certainly hear about it as as soon as even maybe before you make your move. So, and I'm sure the Revive Fist will be, you know, calling my card as well. Oh, by the way, we also have like a seven foot Soul Stone that's like entirely formed out of magic. Holy shit! Was seven foot long? What the? Yeah, it's like bigger than me. It was enough to like encapsulate two dragon souls inside of two dragon bodies. So. Let's call that a, a carrot at the end of the stick for helping us out. Even if it isn't on the battlefield, any type of intel you can help us with. Maybe send a few more of those uh, 
I don't know. Zephyr probably seems like he needs a job. I feel like you cut him off. See if he can't figure out where gold break is down there and send him on back. Actually, you know, it's probably a good idea. Just throw this in his pocket. I'm going to flick the coin back to him. The like tracking stone that he had. I'm just going to like flick it over to him. Throw that in his pocket and see where it goes dark. (laughs) He catches it in his hand. um, As he was in the middle of being like, well, Zephyr and I aren't really on speaking terms, but he looks down and goes, Haha, uh-huh, funny, uh, funny story. Uh, you know, it's, um, you know, uh, you, you just can't be too careful. You got to make sure, you know, really it was in your best interest. I was just making sure oh, that, uh, yeah. you were safe. Oh, yeah. You know, it's just, you, you know, really it was just to make sure you all were safe. I really was thinking out for you all, not for, uh, there was no oh, yeah, we, ulterior we, motives. We, we would have done the same thing. You never saw the glyph yeah. on the bottom of your shoe. Yeah. Uh, roll, roll deception. Yes. Roll deception check. I'm gonna get. Oh my god! How's an eighteen? I love it. Perfect. You see them. Uh, you see them. Kind of like they're looking at you, and they're kind of like trying to size you up because they don't want to look like an idiot. And then they kind of you see them like uh, they're they're like, haha, yeah. And then you see them kind of turn turn back around to like start leaving, and then like you see them like slyly as soon as he look. looks down, the mage finger does the up nose thing. I like flick his nose. <laughs> um, he just immediately is like, "Okay, yep," and I'm gone. <laughs> and you see, you see a doorway appear, and he steps through it, and he uh, he just gives you like uh, he's just like waving behind him, like a kind of like a, uh, a like a fairy, just kind of like dismissive wave as he walks God through this, this doorway. <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah Bye, Aaron. Uh, good all, talking to you <laughs> you all are uh standing um up on a pretty windy brisk uh mountaintop uh atop the exterior of the dust porch so guys i'm not I'm, I'm similar to uh i'm in a similar camp as the baron where i'm not entirely sure it's gold break pulling the strings i think he's just another aspect of whatever we're caught up in. I don't necessarily know if Goldbreak's going to be the target of what we fight. I'm not saying we're not going to fight Goldbreak, but I, I don't think they're necessarily going to be the, uh, the the snake at the at the end of this, or the snake's head at the end of this thing. I think it's going to be a means of drawing out as much power as we can to one place, and we'll have to track back where those strings lead to. Uh, I don't know what that's going to look like, but best bait we're going to have is the the heart of AO. So we can either go get the heart of AO, and then we have to figure out whether or not we're going to give it to the Revivists or hide it from them, or we can pretend that we have the heart of AO. I mean, no one really knows what this thing is. It's just supposed to be a shit ton of divine energy. We've got a shit ton of divine energy in a suit of armor over here. It also just light Cosmo up like a beacon of divine retribution and see if they come climbing, but or come flying. But I think uh, we grab some bait, we place some bait in a place that's not going to kill towns of people. I'm also a little afraid to see how Gold Break gets out of Gold Break because is it up? Is it around? Like, where's the, the exit point? But re- reducing. Civilian harm is going to be our best bet if we can go use those 
those barren wastelands and even more ideally if we can use those barren wastelands and the the hills around it as kind of cover we might be able to set an ambush for whatever might come looking for this thing those uh you know you know around we we made some friends they are our friends more, made some big ass ballistas a, too we are more than a few favors we could probably call in if we're trying to you know, ambush an ancient gold dragon. I'm sure they'll be fine with that. Uh, yeah, I think I think we do have a few friends, and um, it it'll just take some phone calls, and hopefully, Revivifists have enough forces and enough dark steel to fight their way through. If we, it's what it comes to to cause a scene. Yeah, I'm I'm hoping. Gold break is a a weapon and not necessarily the root cause of all this. Seems something dark about killing something that old. Uh, but I feel like what I saw when I was helping Chandrell would not be how an ancient dragon would manifest themselves. I know they have all sorts of power to change and look however they might. Weird that something as proud as an ancient gold dragon would take the time to make themselves look so decrepit and not ancient and gold. So I, I just have a feeling that it's going to be something at the end of the the line that's that's not just a dragon. I think that's the the bait even for us. So it might there's something there, but and we're gonna need some help if Jakar is the servant, the master is. You better believe gonna be much worse. True. Whatever it is. Dragon, figure, beam, creature. It's not good. And there's a good chance I... There's a good chance I just die fighting it. Again? Again. Well, you've you've already died twice and... uh... I should have died a couple times, so. Well, the archivist seems to think can, I'll see him can, again. So, uh. Well, maybe you do consider this one on credit. Maybe. All right. Where where are we at with this card? Are we done? Can we get out of here? Yeah, let's say. Oh, yeah, uh, we, we, we've been done. All right, great. Out of Melvin's hair, or lack thereof. And well, uh. Um, north. Are you guys heading? Are you leaving north out of uh, the Dusk Forge, or do you want to go back into the Dawn Forge? A very, um, very good point. One I of them is going to take a lot longer. I feel like we. Um, I feel like we go back across to the to the Dawn Forge and head up from there. Doesn't matter to me. Glenn's, Glenn's got a book to read. Either two days or one day of travel. So, so. I think that's that's the that's the correct route. We go back to the Dawn Forge, and then head back to the yep. Revis's camp. Revis's camp, right? Yeah, yeah. And you'll have um, you'll basically be like a day early, essentially. If you when if you do that, um, you'll fine. you'll have like a you'll have a full day before they like the, the things are ready or whatever the case is, because it's going to take a day and a half to fly back. So um, yeah, I mean uh, that sounds good. So um, the the three of you, uh, you know, go back into the you reopen the Dusk Forge, shut it behind you. Um, you know, kind of leaving everything as, as you found it and uh, head into uh, head back through uh, the vaults and back into 
the Dawnforge. And um, I, I mean, I we don't need to do anything uh, major. I mean, are you planning on uh, getting, I mean, it is nighttime right now. Are you planning on getting like a long rest before going back now that you can fly or do you want to fly through the night? It's up to you. Oh, wait, 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 wait. Well, we're all sitting on the cart. Rangram's going to cast Fabricate and make another poop emoji air freshener so it smells like a Knoll slaver cart. Love it. It just smells like dirty Knolls. Specifically that Smells like home. Smells like home. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah, that's terrible, isn't it? Uh, It's something special. Glad you used, uh, what, a sixth-level spell on making this, but yeah, it could have just... I think it's a fifth-level spell. (laughs) You just stapled something to some wood, but this works. There's just some random knoll going for a walk. We just murder and take his fur and go. It was fourth <laughs> level. Fourth level. Wow, that's nothing. That's like, it's like brushing your teeth. It's like my highest level spell. Uh, yeah, I think we just start heading north. And Cosmo, you still want to send a message to Eustace and Callahan, if I remember correctly. But yeah, I, f- I think we should probably say they need the to know since they're probably asleep. We can read. We'll have some time once we get to uh, to back up north or while we're flying, what have you. We'll we'll have some time. All right. Um, is there anything that you guys particularly want to say to Melvin before, or just basically saying gen- general goodbyes and then heading out? Uh, I would definitely remind him of the giant seven foot soul stone downstairs, just to bring that yes. to somewhere protectable. Uh, uh, when you just, get back, you can, when you get back, he's uh, he has been kind of cleaning up and down there, and you can see that he uh, he he tells you that he's like managed to pull it at least out of the uh, the magma, and it, like is gonna basically have to construct some sort of winch to like get it out. <laughs> and so he's like he's like he's I mean he's a master craftsman unto himself, and so he'll uh, he's gonna have to construct some sort of mechanism to get it out. Makes sense. Rangrim's also concerned about the rest of those bones that he can go back to make like ingots of silver guard he's made piles he's piled all the uh, all of the dragon bones up into like oh, a, a corner of the um like one of the the chambers that are down there so that they are uh he's been organizing them he's into silver and, also uh, did um did the baron take the ingot that i like tossed to him if you would have if you were giving it to him then he probably he probably would have i tossed it to him out. kind of as like a yeah as a he taste took it then. some of the other stuff would we got okay cool yeah it hit him hit him squarely in the chest and he Top of dust. <laughs> uh yeah, let's make moves. And Glenn's gonna hop up on top of this now armored tin can round two. Gonna set in his usual spot. Gonna put Genevieve on her little hat holster. <laughs> Perfect. I was waiting for it. Gonna strap himself in. He's gonna start thumbing through the pages and Ready to go. Perfect. Awesome. Well, the three of you, uh, after saying your goodbyes to to Melvin, um, I think uh, you know, roll the cart out of the front door of the uh, the Dawn For or the yes, the Dawn Forge, and um, onto like the basically the big hundred foot platform. Uh, you know, so it's not too hot right there. Um, and I think as uh, I, I think as you know, uh, Rangram, roll me that uh, that animal handling check with advantage. Uh, animal handling uh, plus five. That's a that's a no. I'm sorry, that's a seventeen. Okay, 
Um, yeah, I think that uh, you you basically line this card up with the with the pathway that kind of uh, leads across the magma from the uh, the cinder cone of the volcano to the 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 base with the platform of the Dawn Forge, and um, I think that you can tell that the spell that has been imbuing the cart is so much more powerful now it takes you like the amount of lift you get it takes you half the amount of like run up to get off the ground like this thing is like and it it, it cooks like this thing is flying i think that um your speed is now like one like basically 1.5 times what it was previously so you can just like whip in this thing now um and i think as you like kind of like are taken aback as this thing like hurls into the night sky um glowing with that kind of like not only just the purple now but also that kind of like uh, radiant, like yellowish green. Um, I think that, uh, you just see, um, you see Melvin, uh, who's just kind of like holding that broom, uh, you know, as he's, as he's kind of like stepped out the front door, uh, probably the broom is starting to smolder a little bit as he's standing out near the magma. Um, and he just, um, I think he's just kind of like, you know, standing like a century, uh, as you all, uh, head off into the night sky. Um, and I think we're going to have a quick, um, we're gonna have a quick epilogue and that is, um, this is something that the the audience sees, but not you guys. You see Dags, the Wood Elf Arcanist, who is uh, in his incredibly ridiculous, over-the-top shop, um, in, you know, lab- laboratory, and is uh, he's he's looking through this uh, this like memory viewing apparatus, this like massive lens, and he pulls his eye away from it. You can see that he's got like a ring around it. He's been looking at lots of these memories. He's been spending so much time here. You can tell like he's been doing pretty much just this for a while now um and he pulls his eye away from the memory viewing device uh and adds he reaches up and adds another mark to a map of sakal that is just covered in marks at this point like point lines dots things pointing to different areas and he's crossing different sections off um and you see them sit back and sigh and just smile um, at his work because he knows that they are very close to finding out. And that is where we're going to leave the session tonight. Nice. Mm-hmm. We're close. We're close. Good stuff. Thank you for listening to the Almost Heroes and their mostly 5th edition D&D adventures. We post new podcast episodes every Monday, and you can catch us live on Twitch every Tuesday at 7 p.m. PST at twitch.tv slash bangerangbobby. See you there.